Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to our continuing coverage of the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America and this is it for the final time this year we are going IMSA racing we've still got more racing to come for you the WEC finale at Bahrain and also we have the Kuwait uh, race as well later on in the year but this is the last one for IMSA for this year and it's time to go live to Kota The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to the Circuit of the Americas playing host to the grand finale of Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. It's John Heindorf and Shea Adam for our final IMSA broadcast for IMSA Radio and IMSA TV for 2023. And what a season it's been right across all of the championships. And in some ways, Shea, uh, in what has been a very special season for IMSA, to have Porsche, uh, fin Porsche finish things off. Porsche, who were the first manufacturer to commit to Dr. Don Pienos' vision back in 1999 when we had... Uh, the first ALMS. In some ways, I think it's rather appropriate that this 2023 season is finished off by a Porsche race. Completely, and where better to do it than in front of a very large audience as far as North America is concerned, at the Circuit of the Americas, a place which opened up, what was it, 11 years ago yesterday. So it's celebrating a birthday, Porsche celebrating a birthday this year. And this is a fantastic way to wrap everything up. I know the drivers are ready to go with 38 of them on the grid for today. Uh, we know what's happening in the pro category. Riley Dickinson leads. It's an unassailable lead uh, unless for some reason he gets some disciplinary action. He's on 354 as it stands. Tom Sargent's uh, uh, great result yesterday cements him in second place in the championship now with Will Martin in third. Uh, it's Alan, uh, Alex Sedgwick in fourth with Dan Clark in fifth position and Jason Hart in sixth. Um, it's not so um, uh, not so clear cut in some of the other championships, although Efren Castro is in the same position in a pro-am as, uh, as uh, our winner, Riley Dickinson, in the pros. Marco Cironi second. Moise Retsky is 11 ahead of Chris Belomo, who had a good run yesterday. But we drop two uh, scores in a pro-am and am, so things could 
change there a little bit. It's not so clear-cut as I say, it's just adding things up. Scott Noble had a great run in the closest battle we've got in the AM Drivers' Championship yesterday, and he's put himself in absolutely the best position here to take that championship this year from his team owner and teammate, Mark Kawami. It's a 10-point difference between the two cars. So Mark Fame, in essence, needs to win today's race and have Scott Noble not finish on the podium in order to give himself an opportunity to defend this championship, the AM Championship, of which he took first in last year. Uh, he was second in the championship in 2021, as far as the 991 cars were concerned. So for Mark Fame, a lot to play for on today. But those two drop rounds, they came into effect before we got to the Cirque to the Americas. So uh, we don't have to worry about doing any sort of that math, which is the good news. But we do still have to do a little bit of arithmetic based on where everyone finishes in the AM category. And as far as the Entrance Cup, the Teams Cup, as you might call it, Kelly Moss once again is scooping up the trophies. Uh, it's going to be extra baggage for them on the way home uh, to the race shop. JDX Racing uh, are, I think they're safe now in second place with 2.55 because Michael Ray's result yesterday did... Uh, put them into third with 225 ahead of MDK in 200. But I reckon that they stay as they are for that top four uh, in the uh, entrance, the champions uh, point standings for the, the entrance. Uh, we will have one formation lap. As Johnny Knotts tells the drivers to wind up their flat six four litre engines and get ready to release all 507 horsepower he's watching the countdown while he does that i'll give you a rundown of the top positions for our second race this weekend at the formula one lenovo united states grand prix for porsche deluxe carrera cup north america it is riley dickinson courtesy of a 2070 for kelly moss racing who is on pole position which is to the left hand side of the track but of course it's not a grid start it is a rolling start that just confused me for a moment because Riley is actually slightly behind Top Sergeant in the white and blue car for Michael Ray Racing Michael McCarthy and Ryan Yardley for Kelly Moss and Top Racing on road two Jason Hart for MDK on the inside the pit wall side of at uh, row three with Thomas Merrill uh, alongside. Then it's Michael Cooper and Bailey Hall. Welcome to the championship in uh, McElroy Racing's number 24 for Bailey Hall. Jimmy Libra and Sean Varwig are on row five, row six. Alex Sedgwick, you'll not be happy with that for JDX Racing. And Travis Wiley uh, in 12th position in the 77. Dan Clark, he'll not be happy with that either in the Nola Sport Rice Lincoln's car. Uh, in the 64 with Varen Chotsky for company on row seven. Then it's Will Martin and Francis Seldorf on row eight. Uh, Elias De La Torre and Stefan Radzinski on row nine. Nick Bull, uh, Nick Bullet and Efren Castro, the pole sitter for Pro-Am on row 10. Michael McCann and James Soffron are second in Pro-Am after a great win in the blue 14 GMG in class yesterday. They're on row 11. Row 12 has Scott Noble pole position again for the AM class. He's got a, a Caden Kelly for company there. Chris Palomo in Pro-Am and Mark Kwame in AM are on row 13. PJ Hyatt and Jake Pedersen 
uh, are on the next row back, which is row 14, row 15, Moise Aretsky and Kyle Washington prom. Kyle gets a point today. He'll move up one in uh, one position in the championship because Jeff Mosing hasn't raced since uh, Road America. Jeff, we know uh, that you are recovering. We wish you uh, all the very best indeed. Uh, Blake McDonald and John Getz, uh, 31st and 32nd. John, I think, is assured now of third place in the AM category. Then it's Tom Collingwood, yes. Todd Parriott, James McCann and Michael Murrett. And right on the back row to make up the 38, Grady Willingham and Philip Matian for Goldcrest Motorsports and all Goldcrest uh, back of the grid there. So that's how they stand as they come round, uh, warming up their Michelin tyres. Pretty decent conditions here, although a much different time of day, Shay, to which that we raced in yesterday. Yes, getting it done early in the morning today as the clock has yet to even strike 11 a.m. at Circuit of the Americas, but these cars rearing to go and a couple of drivers we need to keep our eyes on from, well, unsatisfying races as far as yesterday was concerned. Bailey Hall went for a spin. He did charge back up through the field, but today starting in the eighth position, for the young Australian. It was a rough day for Travis Wiley, who looked very quick early on in the weekend, but his race came to an early end on lap one. As a matter of fact, in yesterday's race, he'll be looking for a chargeback as well will be Varun Choksi for Wright Motorsport. Ending yesterday's race in the pit lane with radiator issues, Varun starts 14th for today. And another driver, just to keep in the back of your mind, PJ Hyatt running in the Pro-Am category, starting 27th overall today. PJ came into the pit lane with an unidentified issue. He is ready to go in today's race, having come off of racing in Petit Le Mans last weekend. Uh, the challenge ahead of all 38 drivers is 35 minutes plus a lap. Uh, so we will be somewhere close to our normal 40-minute race time. We were right on that, actually, because of where Riley Dickinson was when the time elapsed uh, yesterday. And the 35 minutes plus a lap is uh, a lap is 3.426 miles or five and a half kilometres and 20 corners and about every different type of corner that you can get around this circuit. There's a little something for everything, some fast sweepers styled after... Uh, Maggots and Beckett's, that's down through the S's after the rise up to turn one. There's some very harsh stops indeed down to the hairpin corner at turn, up to the hairpin corner at turn one, and then again at turn 15. So there's plenty of challenges to come in the next 40 minutes or so. For the last time in 2023, the drivers are lining up. 38, flat six, four litre, normally aspirated Porsche engines about to be released here at Corner of the Circuit of the Americas and there's people breaking before the line there. That is going to cause them issues once again. Oh, we've got seven wide this time. We had six yesterday. Riley Dickinson goes in the first corner with his teammate pushing him through there. And round the outside, here comes the number 17 of Mike McCarthy. That blue and white car saw Scott Noble right in the thick of it there further back. He does not want to be involved in other people's incidents. Also coming through the bright pink car there into third position. Yeah. 
That was Michael a great Cooper start. up from seventh on the start. Fantastic job from the driver of the number 33 accelerating performance. Michael was very racy in yesterday's race, ultimately ending up in the fifth position today. He wants a trophy. Pretty even start from everyone as they came through that early part of the lap. And Riley Dickinson looking to go out with another W. His teammate was right up his tailpipes as they went into turn one, but has, has, to, has had to drop back and is now ooh, off the track. And again, is that Scott again? That's no, it was Efren, Efren Castro going for a spin further back through the hairpin. I think that's Sean Varwig who's dropped out the outside there, John. I thought I saw Scott uh, Noble off the circuit at one stage as well, which is exactly what you do not need him to have. First, second and third then. Dickinson, Sergeant, Cooper, then a huge gaggle of cars. About six or seven of them battling for fourth position in there. Uh, I can see Jason Hart, Thomas Murrell, they've got quite bright coloured car. Jimmy Libra, Alex Sedgwick trying to move forward. And it's been, it's not been a good start for Speedy Dan Clark, I don't think, because he's gone backwards a little bit. There he is coming through. In that's a green and yellow car. Behind so, Bailey Hall now. Yeah, who's had a decent start. Started on the outside of the top 10. As the oh. track limits again are... Uh, uh, fairly egregious track limits will be penalised. Uh, race Control have said they'll be a little sympathetic as we've got the battle for second and third. Right up the inside, here comes... That very bright print accelerating performance. Michael Cooper car up the inside of Tom Sargent. Oh, round the outside oh. of turn two. That's brave. Chopped the, nearly chopped the nose off, and that's really slowed him down. And Sargent's going to lose not one there, but two positions. As through goes Ryan Yardley in the black and yellow top racing car. That was an opportunist manoeuvre par excellence from Yardley. It really was. And for Tom Sargent, uh, discretion, the better part of valor there with the battle with Michael Cooper. He stuck to the inside going through turn two and then realized that there wasn't room for both cars. So he backed out of it. And now he's found himself in the grasp of Michael McCarthy, who once again is racing well up within the top five and looking super competitive. Dives down the inside on Sargent. Can he get the pass made? Yes, he can. It is fourth for Michael McCarthy now. Oh, the going spin for, for Dan at Speedy Dan Clark. Oh, and he's right in the middle of the circuit there. It's not a bad sight line. Thank goodness he wasn't slightly further around the corner. Just checking further down the timing screens. I'm looking at PJ Hyatt leading Pro-Arm at the moment, ahead of Chris Palomo and Jim Sufranas in third position. That's how they came across the line, at least, in Am. Oh. Mark Kwame is leading. It is John Gertz in second. Where is Scott Noble? Answer, outside of the top five. It Answer, was... in the pit lane. Wow, I thought I saw him off the track early on. And I think he was pushed wide at the first uh, time of asking, through down through the S's and through turn one. And that could be the championship right there. 
Well, we need to, to temper ourselves right now because there is still an advantage by way of Scott Noble. He's out of his race car, oh. pulling off his helmet. This is not the way that we wanted to see the 2023 AM Championship finish, but Scott Noble still has the points advantage because Mark Kwame has not earned any points yet. Those are not awarded until the checkered flag. So it is all still to play for. But Mark Kwame now knows that he's only got to finish uh, and get, well, 13 points. Well, there isn't a place for 13 Correct. points. But if he finished in fourth position, that would be enough. Scott, let's see if we can pick out Scott Noble and what's happening. He's right in the middle of that melee, down the inside. And then he gets pushed out as they come through. There he goes through there and he gets pushed from the pink and grey car behind him. And... What happens? Where's the contact? I thought I saw him going off as well, coming onto the back straight. But certainly he was right in amongst it. I called it when it happened. There he is. Castro did. gets spun around. And, and then there Scott is. Noble gets spun there around. Scott Noble gets spun around by James Safronas. The uh, <sighs> it's a it's another blue car and it's suspension oh, no. damage for the number ten. It's all over. The championship could be over. The GMG car, which went so well yesterday. Now, James is not a dirty driver. He's come back into the championship. I thought I saw him out wide. Speedy Dan Clark went round at the same point the next time uh, around. I think he got a little bit of help from Will Martin there, John. I'd say that one as well. Uh, James Sofronis' car, very identifiable by the red and white stripes on the roof. So I'm afraid he's not going to get away with that one. I have no doubt that that will be being looked at. Uh, and... Uh, Tom Merrill as well in the 47 machine. Also having a very close look at the back of Alex Sedgwick's car. He'll know the part number on that rear wing. Uh, that's how <laughs> close he was. Right, let's get back to the front of the field. There's a battle for second and third. Tom Sargent's dropped out to fourth position. I wonder if he had a tap as well. And also hearing from race control that there will be a 10-second time penalty for a false start we thought we saw a few people out of line there Shea, and that's yes. james mccann of mccann racing which it is more likely to happen toward the back of the field and that is where james mccann was at the time of the green flag cars just pulling out of line to try and get a clear vision but race control is very clear on their expectations for how you should maintain position before the start line that was not maintaining position so i'm afraid that penalty is well earned all of a sudden ryan yardley has come to life yeah. and the young kiwi is harassing the young american michael cooper who does have second position but it is riley dickinson 3.3 seconds clear of this battle for second riley's doing it again through turn number 10 and down the hill. A lot of curb being taken there by everybody. And there's plenty of grip on that red tarmac just beyond the edge of the red and white curbing. Um, not quite so much if you go all the way off at turn number 11. And more impact. Oh, this is very untidy. And that's a broken radiator for the brightly colored mystery machine type car. Jake Pedersen. Jake Pedersen, oh, and he's, Oof. well, that's a wing mirror, a door mirror that's not going to get used again. Uh, <laughs> in fact, or was it a headlamp that, yeah, it was a headlamp, uh, binnacle that came off, nicely avoided by, I think that was Carl Washington there who's coming in behind him. 
and yeah that's a right front radiator that's gone through no it wasn't it was the uh, 43 that came through uh, behind so uh, that was Kwame but Kwame so that was our leader in the arm category and Shay you called it you know you said he's got no points yet running yep. over some debris or getting some of that in his radiator that you know that, that that's what we're talking about here in the next 26 and a half minutes if he has a DNF, if he finishes one position above Scott Noble, that is not enough to get the championship done. So while Mark Palmer will not be happy with the championship being decided in this manner, he'll certainly not be counting his chickens yet because they aren't hatching. <laughs> the battle for fourth position. Tom Sargent, what a race he had yesterday. Jimmy Labre, Jason Hart, Alex Sedgwick, Tom Merrill in that order behind him. And that is fourth down to eighth position just a little bit of a gap to Alex Sedgwick off the back of the first three that I mentioned there meantime the battle for second position with that bright pink number 33 uh, <laughs> that is my line that was my preferred line through there you get the front end to turn <laughs> in when you get the uh, front tyres right on that uh, highly rubbered in part of the track down the inside though now Ooh. can you get it stopped at the bottom of the hill for the hairpin over and under by Cooper Yardley just went wide and now side by side drag race this is a straight but it's not flat you go up over a couple of rises and then you are breaking down very heavily that breaking area is very heavily downhill actually it doesn't look as much as it uh, on the TV cameras and again they're side by side coming out of turn number 12 this is the little technical area through to the last third of the lap and safety car is out safety car is being deployed I guess here I am supposing that the uh, I'm supposing that that is for debris on the track yeah, I would imagine it's the same. There's quite a bit in between turns 19 and 20. But talk a little bit about how impressive Ryan Yardley has been so far in this race. The young man from Christchurch, New Zealand, who's raced in the U.S. for the last few years. But this is a brand new championship to him with five new circuits out of the nine that we have gone to. He is hounding the back of Michael Cooper, currently sitting in third position, has never even finished on the podium in this championship. So Ryan Yardley is saying, yeah, I want a trophy for the end of this year, but I don't I don't care that it's third. I want the one that's number two or better yet, the one that's number one. So let's just take a look at how they stand behind the safety car. Riley Dickinson uh, leads it. And that three and a bit second lead has disappeared, of course. So the pass for second was a fairly drawn out affair, affair with a little bump drafting with Ryan Yardley trying to get down the inside into the hairpin uh, at turn number 11 uh, that he did but what he couldn't do was keep it on the surface and then he was slightly out dragged again by that pink machine of Cooper and goes back through into second place and that's a six position move five position move uh, for that number 33 car one of the biggest movers in the race so that is in good good stuff for michael cooper 
And in Pro-Am, our leader is our pole sitter oh. from yesterday. So that's Chris a change That's changed around Where's once again. EJ Hyatt in second and James Sofronis now up into third. Yeah, Sofronis ahead of the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, behind those two that Shay just mentioned. And in Am, it is Mark Kawami on the way at the championship. If it stays, it is. John gets in second uh, and in third a little bit further down and with a couple ah, Go it's ahead. james mccann but he has a penalty remember for the improper starting procedure does. yes absolutely and th so he didn't want to see a safety Correct. car that's the last thing he wanted to see because that bunches everybody up and so michael murrett uh, in the mccann racing car behind him will be ahead i think grady willingham will be ahead of him as well it just depends what happens in the next 22 minutes so our hard working track marshals picking up the pieces of debris from that uh, right front headlight that we saw making its bid for freedom there was also a splitter in there the little rubber chin spoiler that goes right on the bottom of the front of these Porsches been there for a very long time across a number of different iterations of the Porsche GT3 Carrera Cup car and whilst it looks nothing at all and it's pretty much just a little interference fit with you, you push it on it's got a, a slot in it and the, the spoiler itself is is molded to take it and there's two little clips that go on the outside it looks nothing and yet it is so important to get the air going in the right places around the front of that car and you're really in a bad way if you've lost that now i think the safety car lights are out they as are as the carmine red 911 turbo turbo comes to uh, into the complex at 13 and 14 that will disappear and come back into the pit lane and therefore riley dickinson will have the field under his control one or two gaps uh, behind the leaders there certainly Jason Hart's got a gap behind him Alex Hedgwick needs to close up a bit then it's Merrill Martin and Varwick for the top 10 top 15 are all pro class drivers the cars are the same the drivers and their experience and well actually it's their age here is what uh, puts them into the different championship categories so generally speaking the they're vintage the John they are vintage yes I like that vintage yeah yeah, absolutely right. Talk about a situation where there is nothing to lose. The championships are wrapped up. We've got Michael Cooper trying to get a win for his team. Accelerating performance. Ryan Yardley trying to get his first podium, and he wants it to be a number one. Tom Sargent trying to get redemption after yesterday. And Riley Dickinson looking to sweep the weekend at home. We are back to green. One of the Kelly Bus cars going for a wider than I think they'd really like to on the restart there with just under 20 minutes to go. Down to 19 and a half. Riley Dickinson once again controls the start. Michael Cooper and Ryan Yardley. Then it's Tom Sargent with the white front of the car. Another great start by Riley, but he hasn't broken away this time. This could be crucial. Down through the S's. This is the part of the track that's modelled on Silverstone and Maggots and Beckett's. Those fast flowing corners. And now turning to go uphill through turn seven now and up through eight and nine, absolutely all over the curbs. Up over the top of the brow at turn nine, 
And then the little kick to turn 10, and it's side oh. by side for second. Cooper and Yardley. Yardley's got the inside this time. Cooper's going to go very wide indeed. Keeps it on the track, though. Tom Sargent thinks he might have an opportunity. And who's that diving down the inside? Was that Jason Hart? Uh, jumping out of line there and having a look. And Alex Sedgwick was certainly there trying to make up some positions. And we have a new second place driver here. But for how we long? We do. Ryan Yardley is being very defensive, going all the way over to driver's left on the side of the track. He's going to have the inopportune line going into the next turn. But Michael Cooper squaring it off. Tom Sargent looking down the inside of Cooper. Now, can he get up into third place? Answer, not yet, but he will try again into this area of the track where it's almost follow my leader. Well, actually, I, I, I say that, uh, they're side Whoa. by side. Uh, this is incredible racing. And our oh, touch, and Cooper's gone around. And that was, I think that looked a little bit like uh, a snooker shot, a plant, because yep. Michael Cooper is the one that goes around. Tom Sargent was the man that hit him, but I don't think either of those guys were in control of those actions. I think it came from further back. I think it was Alex Sedgwick giving him a nudge. I hate to say it for the JDX driver, but it looks like maybe that's where the momentum started. But four into two was never going to work, and that ultimately resulting in Michael Cooper spinning around. Hate it for him. He had a fantastic start to the race, but now let's see what happens and who can pick up the pieces as Michael Cooper is still stopped off the side of the track. He's not in the gravel, so should he be able to get the car refired? Yep, there we go. Now he's able to move again. All right, let's see if we can work out what happened here it was oh, will martin it was will martin and the red white and black car ahead there was some contact you're right with alex sedgwick that was a little bit further back oh it's jimmy libra it's jimmy libra i think who starts all of that in the red white and black uh badras evas car yeah it, it doesn't have to be much of a push there they're all on the ragged edge of adhesion and everybody is right on the edge of breaking performance the Carrera Cup North America, the only Carrera Cup in the world who ticked the options box for ABX brakes. Now, you might think that's a weird thing to do, but Porsche Motorsport North America, having spoken to the teams and the likely pro drivers that were coming in, the young professionals coming in on a career path, they all said, hey, look, we're going to go up into GT4, GT3 after this. All of those cars have got sophisticated ABS racing braking systems on it and we need to learn this and so that was why ABS was specified on these cars from the very first season of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North oh. America oh Dan Clark with some smoke coming out now is that something dragging on the wheel or is that something more serious Oh, no. Uh, I don't it's like coming that. out of the middle of the car, John. That's normally not a good sign. Like uh, did he hit a curb? What? Is there something hanging down underneath? There is a shroud underneath the engine, but no, no. That, mm. that looks oily to me. He might get the uh, black and orange flag, the meatball flag, because you do not want any kind of uh, surface interruption in terms of grip, how grip is concerned. Right, Will Martin in the black and gold machine sits in fourth position at the moment. Jimmy Libra behind in the red, white and black car. Behind Jimmy is Thomas Merrill in the black and bright yellow car. Then it's Jason Hart, another very bright colour car. And Dan is out. Dan Clark has retired. And I think 
I think he's been told to turn the engine off there. I think they've seen something or he's seen something on the gauges. And with 15 minutes to go, that's a retirement. Yep. He joins a couple of other drivers who have had to retire from the race as well. Not starting where Tom Collingwood, Philip Martian and Travis Wiley after yesterday's incident. But Scott Noble, once again, if you're just tuning in, our AM championship leader is out of this race. Also out, Bailey Hall, the young Australian needing to pull into the pit lane and call it a day early on. Benjamin Peterson, uh, excuse me, Jake Peterson continuing around, but he is well off the pace and into the pit lane comes Michael Cooper, engine off, day done for the driver who looked so promising oh. to maybe even get a win at the start of today's race. Nailed on, surely, for a step on the box at the end, uh, having a great battle with Ryan Yardley. So Dickinson by just over a second from Ryan Yardley, Tom Sargent, those two within a second, still battling for second position. And a little gap back to uh, Will Martin, Jimmy Libra, Tom Merrill, Jason Hart, Alex Sedgwick up to eighth position now. Are we yellow? We are yes. yellow. We are yellow. Well, this will be for Dan Clark. He mustn't have got yep. the car off the track. Now, that car does look like it's going to tow. It does look like it's going to tow, so it should be a fairly quick uh, recovery. Dan's pulled off to the side. Um, actually, that's just before. Is that just before the pit lane? Where is he on the circuit? No, it's uh, turn 14. Yep, around the base of the tower. Uh, sorry, turn 15, yeah. So, almost. Uh, it's a shame he couldn't get it across that gravel and into the back of the pits. There is a cutout just to his right, a little bit further round. So, that is turn 15 and 16. And Dan Clark comes to a halt. So, Riley Riley's going to have to do it all again. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh. We clearly spent far too much time in confined spaces together, <laughs> Shea Adam. Uh, let's have a quick chat about the season, Shea, because, um, okay, runaway winner of the season, Riley Dickinson in terms of wins, in terms of pole positions, in terms of fastest lap. However, that really doesn't tell the story of the 2023 uh, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America because the competition has been outstanding and it has been in some ways a game of inches a, 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 a championship that has been won and lost by very much smaller margins than that would look yeah and considering that Riley has won 10 out of 15 races so far this year it doesn't answer the question of who's won the other five and the answer is variety we've Correct. had Jason Hart win at Watkins Glen uh, Will Martins won a couple of races this year. We had Tom Sargent pick up his first ever victory the last time out at Rensport Reunion 7. So even though it has been Riley dominated as far as the top end is concerned, there has been quite a bit of variety as far as people rising to the top and getting to see some really fine skills on display. Dan Clark shaking his head. I think he's had a little nudge into the back of James Safronas. Actually, they were together, weren't they? Uh, down towards the far end of the circuit. I mean, if you take Riley, R Riley has performed brilliantly. Don't take anything away from Riley Dickinson. He set his heart on this championship. He's been racing Porsches, despite the fact that he's only in his early 20s. He's been racing Porsches for, what, five seasons now? And he set his heart on this he set his focus on this he'll go and represent the championship in the young driver shootout later in the year in europe 
take him out of the championship. Oh my goodness, what a championship we would have had. Yeah, take him out and all of a sudden Tom Sargent wraps up the championship with one race to go. Uh, <laughs> and that's including Riley stealing all those points away from everyone else. If, if you were to balance it out more evenly, it would be a more even championship. So yeah. it is a, a testament to Riley what he's been able to do in his fifth season of this championship where he's finished third twice, second once, and fourth once to come in and put his mind to it before the season began. What he's been able to do, it really does change the way that people are going to have to approach this championship in the future. You look at the young drivers we have in the field, Riley included, Tom Sargent, uh, Ryan Yardley, Will Martin, they're all in that category. Racing against uh, Rolex winners like Thomas Merrill, like Michael Cooper, guys that have already accomplished a lot in their careers and still are trying to prove themselves in this championship. So the variety is here, and it really is a wonderful series to be a part of. Uh, James Safronas is carrying a little bit of uh, extra Porsche uh, on the back of left rear of his car. <laughs> uh, that's the headlamp. Um, that's the headlamp cover from the one that we saw smashed to smithereens earlier on that brought out the first yellow. Uh, similar sort of story in Pro-Am, where Efren Castro um, has done a cracking job. Oh, well, they're deciding not to tow the number 64 uh, Nola Sport uh, car away. So that is going on the flatbed. So we're going to have about, I reckon, about seven minutes of racing, uh, if that, to go when we get back to green. Uh, Efren Castro has done a very, very good job uh, indeed. Um, he has. Yeah. But it's it's been a very different look for Efren Castro to come into this championship. Whereas two years ago, he won the Pro-Am championship. Last year, he lost it by a single point. Uh, this is, has been a far less competitive season for Efro in the fact that he hasn't had one consistent enemy throughout the course of the championship. Uh, Jeff Mosing looked extremely strong early on. He got injured about halfway through the season, was not able to participate in all of the races. His longtime friend and foe on the racetrack, Alan Metney, has done a partial season. So that has been less competition for Efren Castro. And then Marco Cironi, the Canadian who came down and really kicked off the championship with a bang, he looked to be the the other contender for this championship, but he also has done a partial season. So for Efren Castro, by being the stalwart of the class and by being the one who is most consistently out front, to be perfectly honest, that's given him the advantage that allowed him to wrap up this championship the last time out at Rensport. The battle in arm, as we alluded to before the race even got underway, has been between teammates, in fact, team owner, uh, and a teammate, Mark Kawami, is uh, MDK of MDK Racing. Scott Noble races with them. There's no team orders. Their drivers race for themselves. Uh, what a season. What a first part of the season Mark had as he uh, cleaned up with three wins out of the first four and four out of the first six. But really since the, I suppose, the second place at Miami on the Formula One and then two more second places at Watkins Glen, for Scott Noble, he went on an absolute tear of victories yeah. from Road America onwards. Yeah, and part of what I love is that if these two drivers were to tie on the championship results, 
We would have to go back to the second place finishes because each driver has won seven races coming into today's race. In fact, the only non-Scott Noble or Mark Fahme driver to win an AM championship race this year, that was John Getz at Watkins Glen. Yeah. So it's been a fantastic runaway between these two really good friends. And Scott Noble found such form after Road America, that, well, the Road America weekend's really where it began. It's just been a real pleasure and joy to watch these two guys duking it out to try and get the championship for the same team. I'm just looking, and Scott Noble, uh, if he finishes, he finishes on the podium, doesn't he? Pretty much. Um, he's mm. first, or he's yes. first or second, and there was one non-first or second finish, and, and that was at Longbridge. Correct, correct. That was his third place finish, but he had the two DNFs coming into this weekend. Those were his two dropped rounds. Yeah. His DNFs, though, they cost more than Mark Kwame's worst finishes, which were a third and, ironically enough, a second. So the dropped points for Kwame affected him more than they did for Scott Noble, which is why the championship flipped around after we left Rensport Reunion 7. Now, in today's race, it is still advantage Noble until the checkered flag. And then we see wherever Kwame finishes, that's where the points swing comes into effect. Yeah, I, I'm, I thought Mark hadn't finished at Road America and Watkins Glen in the first races, actually. But I'll go back and check the notes on that. Well, we didn't even get the seven minutes that I was hoping for. We are going to come down to roundabout... Uh, five minutes of racing. Suffice oh to say, in the uh, AM category, Mark Vlami, at the moment, if he gets the points for winning, he will defend his championship. John gets in second, and uh, he is already nailed on for third. He is confirmed a third in that championship. All right, Riley, so uh, you, this is another restart. Five minutes plus a lap. That could be, that almost could be three three laps, depending on when time elapses. Let's see how it goes. But Riley Dickinson, our champion-elect, he can't be beaten in terms of the points that he has amassed. He would have to have disciplinary offences against him now to lose points. What a way to sign off. Won yesterday. Kota is his home track for the Texan. He gets the foot down and all 507 horsepower going through the rear. Michelin race tyres propel him towards that huge climb up to turn one. He's got just enough of a gap, I think, from Ryan Yardley. But Yardley comes to the outside, the right-hand side of the track. He'll try and cut back underneath, but he's going to find the top sergeant's already there in the blue and white Porsche down the hill towards turn two. The top three have pulled away. And who's that coming through into fourth place? That was Jimmy Libra. Jimmy Libra in the 74. Oh, up in the air. That is Will Martin, and he's clipped Libra, and they're both going to go off at high speed, and that will be a safety car. We're going to finish under yellow, I think. Where did Jimmy go? Also, Jason Hart involved there. The number 20 in the NOLA Sport, the white, black, and yellow car. Side-by-side -side contact, the wheels over. No. No, Nola Thomas Sport. Merrill. It was at Merrill, was it? Yep. It had to be Merrill or Hart, they were close, but I'm afraid Jimmy Libra's car is going no further. A huge, huge incident, but there is a lot of banded tyres and Tech Pro barrier there, and that's it.
What an anti-climax. No choice, of course. This is safety related. We will finish the 2023 season under a yellow and it will be the 911 Turbo that leads around the cars. It will pull out of the way to get Riley his photograph, I'm sure, as he comes across the line. Great restart from Riley. Look at what's going on behind the first three. Down the inside. Lovely manoeuvre, but then too late on the brakes for Jimmy Libra. Through goes the bright yellow car. That's the Nola Sport machine. And there's the incident just coming into turn four. The two cars side by side. The wheels, the camber on the wheels, gets that car up in the air. And that could have been actually a lot worse than it was. It's very unfortunate the way that Will came back on Shea and just clipped the number 74, Jimmy Libra. That really was. It was an unfortunate uh, incident there. I think it broke the steering for Will Martin, and he Correct. was a bit of a passenger at that point. But uh, what a what a dramatic way to end this season. And we do still need the cars to cross the finish line in order to get their championship points. They can't just assume that because they were in a certain position when the caution came out that that's where they finish. So if Mark Kwame crosses the finish line in first, once time has expired plus one lap, it will be a five-point gap to his advantage to Scott Noble. That's not including the fastest lap point that is still in the race. If Kwame crosses in second, it is a tie, oh. which would result in Kwame winning based on a tie break, going back to number of wins, which would now fall uh, in number of seconds, which falls the way of Mark Kwame. So into the pit lane, rather dejectedly for Will Martin, the man from battle in England for JDX Racing. And the car is scarred and he comes to a halt. I'm very impressed that that car has actually got back round. I thought the steering, as you did, I thought that uh, there would have been more damage there. Look, I mean, all four Michelin tyres not making contact with the ground. Big slide. He's trying to to correct it there, but really, I, I, I don't see... I, I'm not sure you can apportion, even apportion blame for that. How? No. How that hasn't broken a steering arm. Poor Jimmy Libra in the 74 car. He will be desolate. He's put his, I don't want to talk to anybody. Don't make eye contact with me. The visor's gone down. <laughs> uh, MDK Motorsports. Then it's going to be a weird afternoon for them. Uh, I believe that time has elapsed. Yes, it has. So they will come round behind the safety car. And Riley Dickinson will clock up his 11th victory of the season, Shea. 11 out of 16, that is wow. correct. What a year for Riley Dickinson and Kelly Moss. That is amazing. Kelly Moss, his team, confirmed as entrance champions, team champions, call it what you will. Uh, Ryan Yardley in second. That's his best finish of the season, I think. Yes, his best finish in the championship, his first ever podium and well earned today for Ryan Yardley. Very impressed with what he's done, particularly toward the tail end of this season. Really looking forward to what he can do next year. Yeah, and that's the point. We're already thinking about next year. We've had full grids all the way through 
uh, this season and over 50 cars at Sebring was the biggest Carrera Cup grid anywhere in the world ever for a, a single championship. Um, I was at the Nürburgring a few years ago, I think when we started 92, uh, but that was on the Nürburgring Nordschleife, so there's a bit more space. Uh, Tom Sargent, the Australian for McElroy Racing, uh, new to the championship, McElroy Racing new to the championship, he'll finish off the season with a third position here. He did get uh, his decent run yesterday, didn't quite work out, I don't think the season's quite worked out exactly uh, how he wanted it. Second position uh, yesterday, but second position in the championship for Tom Sargent marks him, and third position in the championship for Will Martin. Uh, marks those guys out immediately if they come back they, they are going to be championship protagonists for next year for sure and and tom Sargent has to be happy with the way this season went because not only does he finish second in the championship he was on the podium 10 out of 16 races and that is second best only to riley so given his performance this year and the competitiveness for that second place in the championship tom Sargent to have that secured before we even got into today's race very impressive performance by him Sedgwick in fourth here and fourth in the championship. The white flag is out for track vehicles rather than for the last lap. Oh no, this is the last lap. So the time elapsed on the previous lap, so we are going to do another lap behind the safety car. Um, probably could have just checked and flagged it there, couldn't we? Because we're not mm. going green. And, uh, well, and you know Mark Kwame is going, why didn't we just throw the checkered? Yeah. yeah. He's watching every time he's got it. He's got it on the temperature gauge. He's got it on the oil. He's cycling through the oil pressure gauge. He's looking at his tire pressures from the tire pressure monitoring system. Uh, and he's, he's hearing sounds that aren't there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> he's absolutely bricking it, as they say at the moment. He will be imagining all kinds of nightmare scenarios where he doesn't get the car to the end. The coffin is put. Well, he should have no problems with the fuel consumption because we haven't been green all the way through are you guys sure you put enough fuel in it are you sure are you sure i would love to hear his radio <laughs> at the moment i bet he's asking every question uh, under the sun i think it's the wheel tight did you really tighten that wheel up it doesn't feel right the right front doesn't feel right james suffering ass uh looks like he is going to make it two for two this weekend it's not been as clean a race yesterday as it was yesterday being involved in one or two little incidents Chris Palomo, yesterday's pole sitter, will be in second in this race in Pro-Am. That's the uh, cars with the green numbers. And PJ Hyatt uh, from AO Racing in third position. Efren Castro, our champion, not on the podium here. And that is a very unusual occurrence. In Am, Mark Kwame, so long as he can get this car, I'd, I'd tell you now, he'd get out and scoot it home if he had to. <laughs> he'd, fled, he'd Fred Flintstone it. He'd push his feet through the floor if he had to to get this back-to-back -back championship win. He's going to end up in uh, 19th position overall with all the carnage that went on ahead of him. He'll take the final victory of the season, and with it, he will do something that is quite unusual, defend a championship. He will make it two in a row for him and MDK Motorsport. But take nothing away from the young American driver who has dominated this year. The man from New Brunfels here in Texas who has 11 times now seen the chequered flag. He's got 
this one to go as he comes across and that is a brilliant championship season as he turns around the 90 degree left hander at turn 20. Riley Dickinson can breathe a sigh of relief. He is our 2023 champion. He'll go on to represent himself and the championship at the Young Driver Shootout and he has got a cracking chance of being able to take that. Porsche Motorsport North America even throwing in some extra testing for him because he will be doing that in a car without ABS. He's been driving an ABS car all year. We wish him all the best in that endeavour because a nicer, well-balanced and more polite young man you would be hard pushed to find. He has done it the hard way, he's done it the right way and he's brought home a championship for him and for Kelly Moss Racing. Shit, Adam. It uh, looks a bit like Riley is trying to find a position on the racetrack where maybe he can unleash some donuts for the fans out there. And you rightly mentioned New Brofinals. That's the home to uh, Schlitterbahn, which is a rather large water park. I would imagine that that's where Riley will be going to celebrate because this year has been a serious accomplishment for both he, the Kelly Moss organization with uh, Andy Cocoin and Victoria Thomas, his coach, Alec Udell, everyone who has worked together to try and make this championship happen. They have a lot to celebrate. They also get to celebrate Efren Castro's championship in Pro-Am. And now it's official. Congratulations, Mark Walme. You have done enough. You are our defending AM champion. Yeah, come on, Andy and Victoria didn't get the AM championship, really. I mean, just not trying hard enough, really. <laughs> I don't think they had a car no, in the AM championship no, no, all year. They didn't. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I wouldn't put it past that that would... Uh, <laughs> that they could still win a champ. They seem to be able to pull championships out of hats. They have done a cracking job. Uh, well done to those two. And Mark Palmer as well, branched out on his own with uh, MTK Motorsport. James suffering us uh, with a bit of extra Porsche uh, on the back. Well, there we are then. They'll come round for another victory lap. That's the three winners in the race here from the three different categories. And a season that started with that huge grid at Sebring. We await for the banquet this evening, or at least the Night of Champions held in a large local Porsche dealer just outside of Austin. We await for the confirmation of next year's calendar but it will be another eight, event, eight events with two rounds each, so 16 races across the year. They, they may be Formula One fans here, but they know their sports cars and they know talent where they see it. Remember the name of Riley Dickinson. That young man has a future ahead of him in GT and endurance racing. And if he does get on the Porsche works driver ladder, well, he's got a lot of uh, very impressive footsteps to follow in here, but there's plenty of them sprinkled right throughout endurance racing all around the world. Yeah, you look at the drivers in the top categories of racing right now in IMSA, the GTP class, so many of them have come up through the Carrera Cups all around the world Correct. and won those Carrera Cups. So for Riley, this could just be step one in his career. It's been a long time coming. He's had to work really hard, as I mentioned, five years in the championship, but he finally got it done. Still just 21, though, a huge career ahead of him. Had a long chat at Red Sport 7 with Matt Campbell and a couple of the other works drivers. Matt Campbell himself, a graduate of Carrera Cup and was imparting some of his knowledge as well. What a comeback for James Safronas as well, Shay. 
uh, as he has come back to the championship for this uh, weekend and cleaned up with both of them. Now, might that tempt him back for next year? Oh, for sure it will. James had a big crash in testing for another race earlier on in the year. Had to sit out from racing for quite some time. This was his formal reintroduction to professional racing, and he'll be satisfied with the way the weekend went. Well, I think we'll give the champion his just desserts. Paul Ryan making sure he's got video for that uh, celebration this evening. And it can all now be let out. Riley slides the seat back. He's unfastened his seatbelts, unplugs the helmet. And the Formula One theme playing over the public address system just to add a little bit more emotion and to draw a line under this season. He's going to get the stand on a Formula One podium for two race victories and the championship. And that livery on that car has been so, so successful down through the years. Immediately goes to his team. That has been a long time coming and it is thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. Soak it up, Riley. Soak it up, young man. With some help from Porsche Austin, his uh, local Austin dealership for Porsche. I'm surprised we can't see Victoria in there. She'll be around somewhere. She's right there. Yeah. Oh, there. Right to, to the left of him. She just yes. gave him a hug. Yes, sorry. <laughs> very good. With the Porsche checker, uh, Haversack. Yes, very good. Well done, Victoria and Andy from Kelly Moss. And now he has to complete the formalities. <laughs> Mark Kwame wins the last race of the season. Uh, what bad luck for his teammate and season-long competitor. Scott Noble finishes his race in the pits. He will be absolutely gutted for all of the smiles. There's going to be tears somewhere else. And that is not the way that Scott Noble wanted to finish the championship. Just his third non-finish of the season. Uh, yesterday ended a run of... Uh, five victories, and that was a second for Scott. Now, where has it been? Uh, five seconds for Mark Kwame, and then the win yesterday, and the win today has flipped that AM Championship on its head. Riley Dickinson then, in a race where he didn't have to do that much racing, all the way to the wall for the chequered flag. And the emotion clear to see, even through the windscreen and the helmet. Your 2023 Porsche Carrera Cup North America champion. Riley Dickinson takes the big prize. Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America champion for 2023. Shea Adam has been alongside me, John Hindorf, for the whole of the 2023 season. It has been brilliant. Thank you for joining us, whether you were on the radio, travelling around or watching on the World Feed TV. Well done to all of the organisers, Porsche Motorsport North America, IMSA, of course, the sanctioning body. And thank you to our hard-working technical broadcast crew, the both at the circuits and at NASCAR Productions. 
in North Carolina. The series takes a break. We'll find out where it starts next year uh, once it is announced. Do you want to stay for the podium, Shea? <laughs> nah, we'll let them celebrate and enjoy their moment in the sun. Oh, come on, we'll do it. Let's do it. This is the AM podium, isn't it? No, it's just our winners. Oh, it's just the three winners. Yes, it is. Mark Kwame. Here comes James Safronis. Back into Rick. Great to see James up and about. And look, he looks well. And here's your champion for 2023. It is Riley Dickinson, who is on the top step of the podium in every possible sense. Racing for Children's, the charity that is on the car. And here's the national anthem of the winner and your champion. Programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.